and welcome back to Trennis Magnus, Jab's Reality, presented by Two True Freaks. I'm your host, Magnus, and what I've been doing lately is using Trennis Magnus, Jab's Reality, to talk about, well, a handful of songs lately, specifically four songs. And I talk all about that in the first of these that I did about these, uh, the Smashing Pumpkins song, 1979. So if you're curious what this is all about, Listen to the episode about my freshman year, and you'll get all the answers there. But the, the uh, I guess the easy summary for this is that a lot of my school years have that one defining song that sums the entire year up. And when it comes to my sophomore year, undeniably, my anthem that year was Pearl Jam's In My Tree. Now... It'd be fair to say that if commercial success is your sole metric, Pearl Jam was pretty far past their expiration date when their no Co- uh, their album No Code came out during my sophomore year. They hadn't made a new music video in something like five years. They hadn't had a, a, a hit single in two years, and they hadn't launched a real tour also in about two years. So, to all outward appearances, Pearl Jam was in decline by the time that No Code came out. And No Code came out my sophomore year of high school, and it so happened that I knew how it felt to be seen by pretty much everybody as past your prime. Now, if you listen to my show about 1979 and my freshman year of high school, you know that I was pretty much on top of the world, or felt like I was, anyway. When it comes to my sophomore year, let's just say I wasn't on top of the world. All the shit that went my way my freshman year turned decisively against me my sophomore year, because in 10th grade, it really seemed like I suffered one defeat after another. For one thing, there was tennis. The bloom was off the rose, somewhat. When we had tryouts to determine our placement on the team that year, I got paired up with this guy who was about a year older than I was and built like a brick shithouse. And to add kind of insult to injury to all of that, my friend slash rival on the team got paired up with someone who was a complete pushover. Now, my friend slash rival won his match and I lost mine. It didn't matter that I could have kicked my rival's ass. The issue here is that he won his match and I lost mine. And so the rest unfolded pretty logically from there. Now, to be fair, there's always a way to win. When I had my match against Mr. Brick, it took me a while to figure out how to win. He was huge. He could slam the ball right right down my throat, and I was tall but lanky back in those days, so I didn't have the raw firepower to give it back to him. But even back then, I was always of the never-say-die type of mindset. There's always a way to win. You just have to work hard to figure it out sometimes, that's all, but eventually I cracked the code. 
I realized that, yeah, Mr. Brick was a lot bigger and stronger than I was. There's just no, no getting around that. But he was also bulkier than I was. And so, yeah, he had me beat for raw muscle, but my endurance was sky fucking high. And that was the key. So I'd already lost the first two games. So in effect, I was already beaten because it's best two out of three, right? But you still have to play all three games. And so for the third game, rather than try to match his power, I decided to use his bulk against him. I hit the tennis ball to wherever he wasn't. I ran him all over that tennis court. And about halfway through the game, the third game, he just started puking uncontrollably uh, uncontrollably from, you know, the heat and the exertion and all that, and never really recovered. But honestly, it was too late by then. He'd already won the victories that mattered. So in the end, I was ranked lower on the team than I thought I deserved if we judge strictly by merit. I was certainly ranked lower than my friendly rival or rivalish friend, and he He never let me forget that, either. And that's a pretty decent summary of the entire year, to be honest. In the freshman year episode, I mentioned that I'd made new friends. Well, those friendships were starting to fracture beginning my sophomore year. And, now, look, don't get me wrong. It'd take probably about another year or so before the split was permanent, but... The groundwork for that stuff started my sophomore year, and it's weird, too, because you don't want to lose friendships, but it's like somehow it happens anyway, and I don't really get that. But anyway, speaking of things happening anyway, I also had a pretty severe falling out with my English teacher, and in the end, I got kicked out of her class. I partly blame her for that, but... To be fair to everybody involved, I didn't give her much of a reason to change her opinion, so I have to mostly blame myself. And honestly, here's probably the one bright spot that happened that whole year. After I got kicked out of her class, I landed in a different teacher's class, because obviously you have to take English when you're in school. It's just that simple. Now, this new teacher had no reason whatsoever to give me a chance. She had to know what happened with me and my old teacher. And, you know, I mean, it's like that wouldn't have been a secret from her. So, on paper, she had every reason to be prejudiced against me pretty much right from the start. Except she wasn't. She welcomed me. No questions asked. And guys, I I know it sounds melodramatic to say it, but I have to tell you, it meant so much that she gave me a fair chance. I'm not friends with any of my old teachers from high school, except for her. I'll be Facebook friends with her because that's just how awesome she is. Now, I mentioned last time how amazing my love life was my freshman year. Well, all that shit dried up my sophomore year. I dated a girl off and on my sophomore year that I'd been dating off and on since 8th grade, but I don't know, it just never really felt comfortable, you know? When she called me, I knew I should have ignored her, but 
I let her talk me into getting back with her just because I needed somebody to be nice to me. <sighs> Which is pathetic to say, but that's where I was. All in all, my sophomore year was a serious black hole. All the cool stuff that happened my freshman year came to a crashing end my sophomore year. It was just a fucking mess. And in the end, I barely managed to pass geometry, even though, guys, hand on heart, I was really busting my ass to make it happen. Now, to circle it all back to the topic, when Pearl Jam released No Code, Eddie Vedder had pretty much reached a point where he wanted to dive into a hole and pull it in after. And honestly, I was right there with him. I don't remember going out with my friends very often in my sophomore year. And that was partly by choice, partly not by choice. It's just, there's just too much bullshit going on and I couldn't cope with half of it. The lyrics to In My Tree say, up here so high the boughs they break, up here so high the sky I scrape. I heard those lyrics, and I could only think to myself, man, you have no idea 